Witches podcast. It is the second week of January. I had to take a second. I was like, what fucking week is it? <laughs> it's the second week of January. And we've already had a wild fucking January. So I'm sure you guys have seen the news. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Unless go you don't into live that. America, then feel free to not give a fuck. Yeah. You don't you don't have to give a fuck about that. I give a fuck. Even though I'm not in America right now. <laughs> anyway, I get to go first today. So, because of that, <laughs> one of the main <laughs> reasons, I'm going to be talking about grounding today. Because I know that if I'm waking up to this shit and getting stressed out, there's other people out there waking up to this shit and getting stressed out as well. So we're, ta- we're going to talk about grounding. It's another one of those important like techniques that you always hear witches and in like teachers and stuff like that. You always hear them talking about it, but they never really like define it or anything like that. So that's why I'm here today. <laughs> so what is grounding? Grounding or earthing is electrically reconnecting yourself to the earth or when we make an electrical connection to earth's energies. So it's actually really interesting. I think it's interesting, but I'm also like a weird science nerd, but also not a science nerd at the same time. Anyway, <laughs> earth has a negative charge. And when we ground, we discharge our own positive charge, our own excessive positive energy into the ground. And that's not saying that it's um it's like the positivity you have it's different so don't think that the positive energy that's going into the ground is the is losing something you're not losing anything so if you've ever worked with aircraft uh we have a grounding port that we connect between the ground and the aircraft so when we're doing like fueling operations or anything like that if there's a spark because aircraft conduct electricity because they're big metal flying cans (laughs) so that we don't blow ourselves up when we're feeling um also with american outlets we have a little grounding port which is the the mouth on the face um and that's for electronics that have a higher voltage so that they don't get fried if there's a surge if there's a surge the energy gets redirected through that bottom port, and then goes straight to the ground. Um, And then also, this this whole uh, grounding thing also works with cars. So if you're trying to jumpstart a battery, you have two positive connections, a negative connection, and then your grounding connection. So we're all working on the same electrical principles. We're just using them for different things. So what are some of the benefits 
of grounding. Why would you want to ground? Currently, there's a lack of research surrounding grounding, but there have been a few that have been done and suggest that grounding may affect the living matrix, which is the central condu uh, conductors between cells. So some things it may affect are to reduce inflama inflammation, reduce cortisol, increase energy, increase healing speed, decrease pain, restore balance to the body, help anxiety and depression, help sleep disorders, and help with heart health. So just remember that if your body is in balance, your spiritual health, health is often going to follow. It's not saying that you can't have one or the other. You've, you see that a lot. Like There are people who are very, very healthy in a body-wise sense, but they have shit personalities. <laughs> Or they're just, they just have like a shit spiritual sense. So you can have one or the other, but everything about you connects together. Healthy body, healthy mind. Um, so here are some of the symptoms that might indicate you may not be grounded, which this is coming from uh, crystallinehealingwork.ca. Um, and that's an inability to focus or concentrate. In, uh, anxiety, forgetfulness, feeling scattered, powerless, unsafe, or overwhelmed, easily aggravated, difficulty communicating, misplacing things, and you could be more clumsy than normal. So I'm sorry if you're already a clumsy person and you're not grounded. You just get to be more clumsy, Ryan. <laughs> You're the clumsy one of us, not me. <laughs> and then when you are grounded, you feel centered, solid, balanced, relaxed, calm, or worry-free. And or worry-free. Whatever. So how do you ground? There are a whole lot of different ways to ground and a bunch of different techniques to do so. I'm not going to go into every single one. You can find one that works for you. They're all over the place. Um, a lot of them are super easy or easily accessible to do. So here are some of the simplest. Here are some of the ones you can do without having, like, needing something to do them. So walking barefoot, whether that be in grass, sand, or mud, as long as you're physically in contact with the earth. Uh, lying on the ground, so like just lie in the grass and enjoy yourself. Don't lie in the grass if you're allergic to grass. <laughs> you will come back itchy. It will not be a good grounding session. <laughs> I am allergic to crabgrass. So I have not found a grass that does not make my skin red and irritated yet. But... <laughs> I still enjoy going into it because I'm an idiot. The next, you can put your hand in water. And this, you would focus on what it feels like, the temperatures of the water. Uh, like if you're moving your hand around the uh, whirlpool that you're creating, so on and so forth. Or you can fully submerse yourself by swimming or wading or just chilling in a lake, an ocean, the river, your bathtub. I don't know. Just stay safe if you're going to go swimming, like be mindful of riptides or the current and abide by any signs that are posted. 
the surface of a river might look smooth, but underneath the riptide's probably really fast. The current is probably really fast. So just be mindful, be safe. Have somebody there with you if you're going to go out into the actual water. Um, but uh, like water is a really great conductor, so it just makes sense that this would be a good way to ground. The next is picking up or touching items that are near you. So um, I'm a pretty tactile person myself, and I do this unconsciously a lot when I get really anxious. When I get really anxious <laughs> because my hands um, start to shake or they get tingly. And the things I've done to a paperback novel because of this, like, sorry, Rick Reardon, sorry, Magnus Chase, but I never destroyed the paperback. It just came away changed. The next one is to breathe. Um, that's never going to go away. So get used to hearing it. If you're in witchcraft, if you do witchcraft, you will never not hear this associated with anything you're doing. Breathe. Uh, go for a walk and just enjoy everything around you. Uh, you can... Hold on. You can go for a walk and enjoy yourself. Or you can go for a walk with in the intent of paying attention to everything around you. So there's a difference. Sometimes you just meander and sometimes you have a purpose. <laughs> They're both still good for grounding. Other ones are playing a memory game. Thinking in categories, which this means like ice cream flavors, musical instruments, dog breeds, whatever you want to think about, if that's your bag. Recite something externally or mentally, so a song, a poem, a book passage, the back of a cereal box, it doesn't matter. If it's words, it'll be good. If you decide to recite something uh, aloud, then... Pay attention to the way your tongue's moving in your mouth, the sound that's coming out of your own mouth, so on and so forth. Paying attention to the senses that you're getting when you're doing the reciting. And if you decide to do it in your head, then picture each word in your head as you're reading it. And then another one is imagine yourself leaving the painful things behind. So like putting them in a box moving away from them, so like running or swimming away from them. And then when I read this one, the first thing I thought was like, Dad, you said you were going to the store for milk. That meme, that's what I thought. <laughs> so <laughs> do what you do, do what you have to do. Uh, other ones are sit with your pet, visualize your favorite place or your happy place. So mine's um, the coast of a beach. That's usually where I go when I get super, super anxious and I don't have anything to like physically stimulate me. Then I just mentally go there and I'll toss whatever's affecting me at the time. Like I usually think of them as little slips of paper with the image of what's affecting me on them or um, like leaves with what's affecting me written on them. And I'll just toss them into the ocean and watch them get washed away. And then uh, listen to music, list positive things, and then using actual grounding equi equipment such as a grounding mat, socks, or patches. But 
you have to be careful with grounding equipment because you still have a chance of electrocuting yourself this way. So just if you have something like that, follow the guidelines, know what you're doing. Grounding outside will always be the best bet, but I know there are people out there that it's either too cold, such as for me, except for like going for a walk, or there's fucking snow on the ground for other people. Like it's hard to go outside for some people. Or you just don't have a place that you can comfortably go outside to focus on yourself. So you can always ground indoors as well. Uh, take a shower or a bath, eat root vegetables, meditate, or become friends with some grounding crystals such as black tourmaline or black obsidian. Honestly, I feel really good after opening um, my window and just letting in the freezing cold air and breathing with the, uh, with the air. So that's something that I do sometimes. You can also use the 54321 technique, and that's actually really simple. So what you do is you list five things that you can see, four things that you can feel, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. And that's what I have about grounding. Sweet. I like to shower. Yeah, right? Like, I got, not anxious, but I got really scatterbrained the other day. Like, I felt like I couldn't focus on anything, and I was like, maybe I'll just take a shower. And then after I took a shower, I was like, yeah, that was the choice. <laughs> that was good. See, it was perfect. You knew you weren't grounded. Maybe you didn't know you weren't <laughs> grounded. You weren't grounded. You became grounded. It's perfect. Also, I had to take a shower. I was like, ultimately, this is going to help. <laughs> Maybe I'm just 30. One way or another, it was going to help. So what do you bring us today? I bring oil, specifically herbal-infused oils. So herbal-infused oils are oils that you use a few methods. I have two. Nope, I have three. <laughs> <laughs> I have three methods on how do you infuse oils with herbs. Because you're going to need these for uh, salves. Or maybe some of the other things that we've already talked about. And I'm talking of oils, but you can use these things to infuse, you can use these methods to probably infuse things that are not oils. Like when we were talking of oxymels, and some of those are like you could have honey infused and vinegar infused, which are not oils, but these methods should still work. But mostly this is for salves, because to make a salve, you use oil, and you infuse the herbs in the oil. So before we even get into salves, which is next week, this is oils. So, you can use, uh, theoretically, you can use any oil you want. I say theoretically because some sound nice, but you probably shouldn't use because of the word I want. Their volatility? Unpre their unpreservedness. Mm. They don't last very long. Like, they go bad. Oh. So, normally you'd want to use coconut oil or olive oil because they have long shelf lives and are suitable for many applications. 
because theoretically you can put them anywhere. You know. Obviously, disclaimer, don't use anything you're allergic to, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ, please. If you're allergic to olive oil or coconut oil or anything else, I may say, please do not put that in there. Dear God. <laughs> I am not responsible for you not paying attention to what you're allergic to. <laughs> um, but those have long shelf lives. So if you were to literally sit this on a shelf and just use oil, you'd want to use those. If you're going to put them in something that may uh, change what you what oil you might use, you can... Use the alcohol intermediary infusion method, which I'll get to, to help uh, stabilize the oils and keep them uh, stable longer. Or you can use a preservative. Most of the time people use vitamin E. Both of these will make these oils unsuitable for eating. So if you want to eat these oils or cook with them, you won't want to do but if you intend to not do that and use them on the body or put them in stuff, go ahead and use the alcohol method or put some vitamin E in there to preserve them. Mm -hmm. So the number one method is solar-infused oils. This is the basic method of infusing oils when you have literally nothing and you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're a beginner and you've never done it before. Because you just put it in the sun. So you place the herbs in a clean, dry jar. Sanitize the jar, maybe. I don't know you. I don't know what you do with your jars. <laughs> <laughs> Leave at least one to three inches of space for the oil. Then you fill the jar with the oil of your choice. Cover the herbs all the way. Tap the jar tightly and shake it. And then place the jar in a sunny, warm windowsill or literally outside, whichever, away from, you know, like maybe people being able to knock it on the ground. Cats. <laughs> Cats, whatever, like, don't, you know, out, away from harm in your window. And shake once or more per day. After two to three weeks, you strain the herbs out of the oil using a cheesecloth or a mesh strainer. Then you pour the oil into clean glass bottles, label, date, type of oil, herbs, and then store in a cool, dark place. The oil may keep for up to a year. That's a long time. But if you're going to eat it, if you're going to eat it, you know, that probably won't matter. If you're going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's Italian, like dipping your bread in it. Mm. Anyway, ignore me. <laughs> you could start literally like making food and you have your own like herbal olive oils. You have them in like the fancy bottles and it's just like rosemary and thyme infused or basil infused. You used it with like garlic and everyone's like, why is your Sage food so infused. Good? It's so good. Everyone's like, how do you make your food so good? Yeah. It's like bitch witchcraft. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a quick method, which if you've ever done honey, you know this method. I've also said this method because it's also a decoction, but it's not because this is oil. 
(laughs) But he he infused, which you would put the herbs in a crock pot, a double boiler, an electric yogurt maker. What? Okay. If you you have one, this will work. But, you know, crock pot, double boiler. You can make a double boiler. Y'all don't have to have a double boiler. Yeah. Which is just a pot with a bowl in it. <laughs> pot of water filled with water that you boil and you put a bowl in it. Yeah. That's how you know. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Google it because me explaining it might not be. Might just be, be confusing better to have more. a visual. <laughs> you know, visuals sometimes are better. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'm an air you, I you, need visuals. If you um, make candles or candy or anything, you might already have an actual double boiler. So just use that. Or like clean, clean it. Yeah, the thing that you use to like melt wax for like waxing your legs and stuff into. Oh, the, that would. I didn't think. Of, I didn't think about that. But you're right. <laughs> I think it uses it uses whatever. Right. Whatever you have, cover it, (laughs) place the herbs in there, and cover the herbs with your extra virgin olive oil or other oil of your choice. Leave at least an inch or two of oil above the herbs. And you gently heat the herbs over very low heat, preferably between 100 degrees and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Not sure what that is in Celsius. I'm sorry. I didn't look it up. I literally just thought it the second I didn't look it up. I apologize. Um, sorry, I'm a dirty American. <laughs> I'm not sorry, I'm a dirty American, but I do apologize for, <laughs> for not putting the Celsius. You want to let it simmer? Yes, mm-hmm. that would be simmering for about one to five hours until the oil takes on the color and the scent of the herbs. Some texts, as in people have people who, people, (laughs) recipes, that's, thank you, the word, thanks. (laughs) Spirit just whispered over here, it was like, recipes. Some texts recommend heating the oil for 48 to 72 hours at a controlled temperature of 100 degrees. Uh, you got me fucked up. I don't up. know who has time for all that. But I guess you can. <laughs> well, I guess if it's in, like, a crock pot or something, you wouldn't have to, rem- like, remember it. You could just leave it there for that time I period. I mean, that is, yeah, the crock pot's job. Yeah. That is what they do. Right. But if you're doing it on the but, stove, I don't think that's the key because then you'd have to watch it the entire time. And I got shit to do. So once you let it simmer, turn off the heat, allow it to cool before you strain it. <laughs> I can hear your doctors now. That's why I'm mad. You go into the doctor's thing. You burn yourself. 
because you didn't wait for it to cool. Then you bottle it in a dry, sterilized plastic bottle, label, store, and it should keep for up to six months. So the solar method may last longer, but you're also letting it infuse longer. And then how long it keeps will definitely depend on whether or not you put preservatives. If it starts to develop a mold, or it looks funny, or it smells funny, throw it away. <laughs> Please, God, throw it away. <laughs> if you open it and you think, this is interesting, throw it away. This isn't exactly how I remembered it from yesterday. <laughs> so, the alcohol intermediary method is for topical oils. These are not for ingesting, as I've said. Don't eat these. If you're gonna you, just don't eat them. <laughs> you don't want like, to. You don't want to know what's gonna happen if you eat them. So just don't. Well, it's alcohol, so you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> but I don't know you. And if you get an upset stomach because you accidentally ate it, well. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> not, that, not, not that cynical, but yeah, well, it's a little it's, bit on it, you. It's your problem. Um, this method is used for dried herbs, and it is not safe for eating. I know I just said that, but I am reading this, so. <laughs> it's okay to repeat okay. it. It's needed. Okay, because I'm just scared for y'all. <laughs> I'm like, I'm scared because I would do something that dumb. <laughs> so I'm scared. Like, I would accidentally forget it on your hands and, like, I forget. I don't know. Just, <laughs> I'm concerned. Okay. So you want to weigh out approximately an ounce of dried herbs. You want to use a blender or a coffee grinder or a bullet grinder. Or if you have, if you uh, smoke the weed, you should have a manual grinder. <laughs> the weed. <laughs> if you smoke the weeds, you should have <laughs> oh. a manual grinder. And you want to grind the herbs into a coarse powder. If you grind it too fine, it will be difficult to strain. So you want like some chunkiness. And coarseness to it, so that way when you strain it, it is not like pulling fucking teeth. <laughs> Transfer the ground herbs into a clean jar with a tight fitting lid. Measure out in half an ounce of whole grain alcohol or vodka. Pour the alcohol into the jar with the ground herbs. Use a fork. To work it together, or you could just put the lid on it and shake it to disperse the herbs and the oil. Maybe the fork is fine. That might be good. I don't know if you splash. Don't splash it, please. <laughs> it's alcohol. <laughs> Set aside at least 24 hours to allow the herbs to macerate. Macerate means soak. I don't know why there's a big fancy word for soak, but 
guess what the, the fancy herbal people say. Probably the French. Uh, you know, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something. It's like how they say Julienne to for finely top. Yeah. Julienne, the, the, the vegetables, and you're just like, bro, you gotta do all that. Just, That's too much. Just like finely, finely cut, you know? <laughs> Put the damp herb material into a standing blender after they've soaked it's been 24 hours. Then add approximately 8 ounces of your carrier oil measured by volume or weight. Okay? Use a scale, please. For these. <laughs> these have... Okay. I'm saying this because it's very easy to not and be like, oh, let's just eyeball it. This is the only method that actually has you measuring. So please do that. I'm not going to question it, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to question why we have weights. Just please do it. I don't want you to be mad at me if you don't. Mm -hmm. all I'm saying. <laughs> if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to, use a scale. In fact, honestly, if you cook or bake, and I mean actually cook or bake, you should probably have a scale. We, as a society, get by without a scale. But I mean, if you bake, you need a scale. Yeah, I've measured some stuff out that I should have been using a scale for. No regrets. Serious. No regrets, <laughs> except it came off like two days later. <laughs> so some regrets. The tiny regrets. Minor regrets. Just, baby, baby, baby regrets. You know, I have, I have, I have mixed some stuff just by the color of the hazmat, and I shouldn't have. Minor regrets. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, y'all, y'all aren't dumb. I know you're not dumb, but I'm just saying this actually has like volume measurements. So please weigh them. If you are not capable of this, maybe don't do this method. Just put the vitamin E in there. I do not have a measurement for the vitamin E. I'm sorry. I didn't find one. So I'm also not sure. But <laughs> vitamin E is a preservative, so maybe just go that way if you need to preserve it and you don't and you can't measure all this. But once you've measured out the carrier oil, whatever oil you want, whatever oil, add more as necessary to cover the herbs well and ensure that they're moving around in the blender. Then blend it. Until the blender jar, as in the, the thing that's blending, <laughs> is warm to the touch, which is about five minutes. Then place a good-sized mesh strainer over a heat-safe glass bowl. And then use some cheesecloth or some muslin. You probably have cheesecloth. You can get that on Amazon. Not ex it's <laughs> for a second I was gonna say it's expensive. No, it's not expensive. <laughs> you can yes, get it on a empty grocery out your store too. So. It's yeah, it's not hard to find. You can get it anywhere. Pour the herb infused oil through the line strainer. 
and use the cheesecloth to squeeze out as much of the oil as possible from the herbs because herbs will suck it all up, especially because they're dry, like little sponges. <laughs> Doing this should keep your oil for a year or more. So doing this method, though more tedious, will keep it if more longer than if you did the sun method. Because you used a preservative, which was alcohol. But I will remind you, don't eat it. <laughs> I need you to put that on the label and not eat it. <laughs> like big this red oil letters, topical. do not eat. <laughs> no, especially for like, if you don't live alone. Please. Oh, my God. God forbid your partner or your child start snooping. Your fucking teenagers is like, ooh, what's this? Start putting their grubby little paws where they don't belong. <laughs> you know, I can just imagine, like, a husband of a witch going into the kitchen and being like, oh, this is interesting. This looks good. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And she comes in. She's like, what are you doing? And it's just him, like, bent over the sink, like, I thought it was to eat. But she's like, it says not to eat. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared for myself. <laughs> I would be that person to forget. But here's the thing. Just because it is alcohol, as in alcohol is ingestible, doesn't mean that using it in things makes that thing ingestible. Theoretically, you could eat that, but I'm saying it's going to make you sick, so don't eat it. Also, if you're allergic to alcohol, don't eat it. <laughs> More on the allergies. Really don't. Well, really don't eat it if you're allergic. <laughs> don't be making it. Also, please. Well, I'm about to say, please wear gloves. Um, alcohol is corrosive. Okay. We put it in our bodies, but we know what it does. Please wear gloves, maybe. Just, just <laughs> please wear gloves because this. you're being exposed. Well, it, it's the exposure. Like, you know what it is like to if you were using, like, let's say, rubbing alcohol to, like, you know, your fingers get all pruney. Just Boy, put some gloves on. Isopropyl alcohol. And protect your clothing because sometimes splishy splash happens. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to wear your best shirt while trying to make some oils. No. That's all I have about oils. I have three methods on how to make oils. Quick one, a normal one, and the alcohol one. Well, that's nice. Oils. Hey. It'd be fun to, like, make cooking oils. I thought yours was oil. nice, too. Thanks. Yeah, I think that would be fun, too. It makes me want to, like, make some olive oils just so I can, like, make good pizza with bread. It makes me want to make... Could you imagine if you were the kind of person that baked, like, some recipes or, like... Like, you know when you make, like, box cake and you use oil? You could use, like, a fancy oil? <laughs> Maybe? Yeah. That would be cool. I'd be that kind of extra person. I used <laughs> a box cake mix, but I used, like, rose-infused oil. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it was like a box cakes mix, but you will never know. <laughs> so, what kind of media are you bringing us today? I was at Barnes & Noble. 
and I passed the manga. Oh. <laughs> Where there were two nice young ladies already at the manga. <laughs> so I kept walking. <laughs> but <laughs> it made me think of an anime. I know I brought us an anime an episode ago. I bring another one. <laughs> Which is Black Clover. Hey. Which you and I started and have not finished. Well, first of all, not going to finish. It's long as shit. But not yeah, it'd be like long. trying to start One Piece from season one. Mm-mm. As One Piece just hit its 1,000th episode. <laughs> yeah, as One Piece just finished. <sighs> no, man. Girl, it's been like yes, decades. Black really long. <laughs> nah, like, it, it's gotta go. It's gotta go. It had its run, just like Naruto. And it's time for it to take its bow and let somebody else in. They all gotta step down. Honestly, Naruto needs to end. I know Naruto itself ended, but everything to do with Naruto needs to end, including its stupid fucking sequel. I know, I'm watching all these fandoms die with a gasping breath and Naruto is still here. Like, I just don't fucking understand. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, Black Clover is about magic users. Yay. (laughs) Magic users. And the main character is not one. So how it goes in the (laughs) hero's journey. They usually... This is how anime works. (laughs) Usually that's... They... They like to stick to the formula, okay? If it works and it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why reinvent the wheel when it works perfectly fine? The wheel still turns, so we'll keep going. But he, Small Bean, Small which is standard in the anime as well, um, he do not use magic. His brother used the magic. <laughs> And everybody around him uses the magic. And they have a school for the magic. Where you get a book. He also did not get a book. Lo and behold, because he can't do magic. And then he does. Which is why it's called Black Clover. not going to tell you more. Because that would be called spoiling. Yeah. But if you like certain, like, medieval settings... And maybe sort of kind of religious theme. Roll up. If you play D&D, roll up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you like muscles, roll up. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sorry that there is theoretically not a ship here because they are brothers. Please don't fucking ship We're not going to get into that. Don't. I'm not even going to say it. Y'all can be on that dinghy on your own. (laughs) That dinghy with one bucket to scoop out the water. It's got a big asshole in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, it's called. One of of us has to be laying on it at all times. (laughs) Make sure it's a plug. Yeah, the hole is called brothers. It's very (laughs) unfortunate. The ship is SS incest. 
Well, it's very unfortunate because, as I said, we started to watch it, and you can't help but maybe sort of try and ship it, and then you realize, no, they are actually friends. Yeah. And then you feel that sadness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we almost fell into that hole, and then I spoiled it for us, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Right, and then it was like, no, no, they related, babe, and it's just like, mm. damn. <laughs> Boy, glad I dodged that bullet. No, literally. I dodged the whole gun, bro. (laughs) You fucking can't. I looked the barrel in the head and said, no. How about about don't? So, I will probably pick that back up. I can't tell you anymore, besides spoilers, because I also don't know more. Um. (laughs) We only know what like, we've spoiled I, for ourselves. Right. And I might I might pick it up again. I've been a bit too busy for TV. So. It's fair enough. <laughs> Trying to figure out my fucking life. <laughs> so, <laughs> as most of us in our 20s are. Right. So, but it does look good. I see it sometimes. And I put it on here, so. <laughs> Clearly it's in my brain a little bit. Yeah, it's like how I still haven't finished uh, Banana Fish, and it's been in my queue for, like, ages. I'm, like, three episodes away it's from the look- end, and I still haven't finished it's it. It's looking at you, and you're looking at it, and you're just like, I know, bro. I know. I know <laughs> I started you back in San Diego a long time ago. I know. Oh, okay. What do you bring? I'm talking about another book, because I'm always talking Great. about books. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm on the anime kick. You are on the books. It's fine. I'm almost out of books. You can't tell we're so. nerds. Sorry. <laughs> At this point, I'm almost out of books. So I'm going to have to figure out something else. Or find just more read more. Anyway. I am about to say, just find more books. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm talking about... The Iron King by Julie Kagawa. And this came out, like, (laughs) a while ago. This came out in 2010. So a whole-ass decade ago. A whole-ass 11 years ago. Shoot. (laughs) Why does that not feel like a decade ago, but also feels like a lifetime ago? Right? And it has four books in the series three of which follow the main character, Megan, and one of which follows her, spoiler alert, not spoiler alert, not really, love interest, Ash. (laughs) And it has two novellas as well, and a sequel series that also doesn't star Megan. Can't say who it stars because that would be a big-ass spoiler. Or you can just go read the cover of it, and uh, you'll know right away. Anyways, the reason I bring this is because it's about the Fae. So you have the Summer Court and you have the Winter Court. Yeah, I was like, hold on. So the Seelie and the the Unseelie Courts. And Megan is the daughter of the Seelie King. But she was raised in the human world. So, 
I can't remember why they come and kidnap her, but she essentially gets kidnapped because daddy was doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing. And this is how she finds all of this out. The thing is, oh, I remember. Daddy wasn't doing things he wasn't supposed to. It was like relative was doing things they weren't supposed to. Sort of relative. Anyway, she gets kidnapped because these things called the Iron Fae, which because the world is adapting and becoming more and becoming new and bringing iron into the world more often, these Fae have evolved to be able to deal with the iron and they're more computerized Fae. It's actually really interesting. Anyways, point being... (laughs) is the summer and the winter courts can't deal with the Iron Fae because they can't get close to to iron. Iron is something that repels fairies and can kill them. So Megan goes into the iron, Iron Realm to deal with the issue. Yes, that is what I have. So fairies this time. Not magic, but fairies. Oh, and then this was when, like, everybody was in on the kick to bring um, Puck from A Midsummer Night's Dream into their stories. God. Yeah. So Puck is her best friend in the human world. Obviously, she doesn't know that until later. But he's one of her travel companions throughout the series. So if you enjoy... Shakespeare's just sitting in his casket, just like, you're welcome. (laughs) Yep, that's what I have. It is good. I have not read, but I have heard. Yeah, Julie Julie Kagawa is a... She's a good writer. I haven't read any of her other stuff, just because um, I think her other books are about dragons, if I remember, and I kind of fell off that bandwagon a long time ago. So, I haven't read any of them. I, I've heard that they're really good, though. I like dragons. Dragons. But that ship has sailed. <laughs> I know, I went through, like, a whole like, phase I like- as a kid where I read all of the dragon books in the library. You know, like, Aragon and, uh, I can't remember any others because they weren't as popular. But, you know. Yeah. But dragons. But dragons. Now, you know what really happened? How to Train Your Dragon came out mm. and just sucked all the life out of dragon. <laughs> the dragon trope. Now we are satisfied. <laughs> like, we're done. We're do- we, it's like, we had our fill of the dragons. It's we good. don't need no more dragons. We're done now. We've got them. <laughs> so tell them so, where they can find us. I was just a bit of- <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Mixwitches Podcast. You can find us on find us. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Mixwitches Pod, and you can shoot us an email mixedwitchespodcast at gmail dot com. And we also have a Society Six, and that is also at Mixwitches Podcast. Well, I hope you guys got something out of this. I hope you enjoyed it. Oils and grounding. 
stay safe and sane in these crazy times. Please be safe, yes. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Getting faded, did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Thinking more, but doing less. Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Chasing after that witch's brew. Got nothing better to do Cause you're sailing down Easiest street again Damn X marks the spot Or is it O Getting high then Feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Damn, 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 damn,